Hello. Welcome. It is I, Josh. Is, have, is that Bruce or Stella barking all in the background? Yes. You're going to hear Stella barking because I'm outside. She's right. barking from her grandpa. Oh, she always feeds. Also, you might hear my mother. Dojo. Dojo Cat is not Chinese. <laughs> I knew that. That was my joke. Dojo is. Did you do karate dojo? Doja, not dojo. Do you know what Doja Cat looks like? Hold on, I think. Did we just lose Josh? Very blonde hair. Sorry, um, fair warning to everyone. My basement flooded, so. Why is she orange? All of the tech is in. Kind oh, of no. messed up. It wasn't too bad, but it's basically the area where, like, all. The, there's, like, a wall for people who don't know what it looks like. In the basement, says I have bookshelves, and for some reason, that's, like, the only area that floods, and it's really light, but everything's up on wood boards. So I have to move the wood boards out, lift up the carpet to let it dry, but that basically makes me flip all the amps over to, like, the podcasting area. So I have just, like, a huge tangle of cords, so if there are so some issues with audio... Yeah, nothing was damaged, so... Okay. I'm just trying to adjust everyone's audio to make sure we're good volumes, so I'm sorry if everyone has messed up audio for this podcast. That might just happen. Um, everything should be dry later. All right. Um, so big news this week: Becky Lynch is pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and I I know this is a little later into the show, but I really loved how Shayna Baszler was like, "How stupid do you have to be to get knocked up when you're the world champion?" Yeah. I my, thought that was hilarious. My favorite part was <laughs> how. <laughs> The Colby Lopez is thanking the fans for all their support when the fans literally hate him. And him puffing out his stomach to look like a deadbeat dad on Raw was like the best part of his career. All right, so Yeah, him standing on that apron. The only thing the thing about that whole thing that was bad was the the match ending in DQ when he pushed Mysterio. That was a little Yeah. That was a little iffy, but other than that, I thought it was hilarious. Well, that's actually, like, a Vince McMahon rule, apparently. So, um, on Twitter, there is a Vince McMahon Googling account, and I think we figured out why Tony Storm wasn't really getting a big push, and she lost Rhea Ripley pretty quickly. Tony Storm follows Vince McMahon Googling on Twitter, but Vince McMahon Googling was going off on Twitter, so let's just read some of the tweets. Can I get an unborn baby under contract to prevent it from signing with AEW? Who said that? Vince McMahon Googling. It's a Twitter account where it pretends like it's Vince McMahon Googling. Oh. Is Regal pregnant? Breaking there will be a major announcement tonight on TV <laughs> NXT. <laughs> 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 and then it's the Viking Raiders dunking and it says XBA. Uh, 
How many times can I kill Ray? Why can't I get Linda pregnant anymore? <laughs> Will Corbin save the raw ratings? Is pregnancy contagious? Wasn't Rhonda supposed to be the goddamn pregnant one? <laughs> Why can't you wrestle while pregnant? If Seth's unborn baby already more over than him. Are Irish babies born with those accents? How to gently suggest to employ that she has options. Did Seth figure out how to get his girlfriend off TV since she was more over than him? Isn't Becky a goddamn man? <laughs> Aren't Messiah supposed to be goddamn celibate? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, alright. Yeah, so, sorry that we're reading tweets, but that was really good, and I want to find Colby Lopez's tweet thanking the support, but it's just ridiculous, because he's the worst on Twitter, and I guess he's trying to repair his image. Alright. I mean... It's a photo, it's a photo of Becky smiling. It says, I took this a few moments after we got the best news of our lives, and I don't think I could have captured anything more beautiful. I can't put into words how much it means to me. Thank you all for your support in the last couple of days. December can't come soon enough. At this point, I don't think Colby Lopez's um, reputation is fixable because he's just kind of on Twitter like a not good person. Yeah. Or not that he's not a good person, it's just that he's annoying. Well, he was really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There's a response by Homelander Sifanos, and it is so good so it's a meme and it has like all three of the shield guys before stuff right before stuff turned on them the first time and above moxley says pulled out of wwe over it says pulled out of wrestlemania and then above stuff it says never pulls out oh my god i mean i mean i know this is something that's been said before already so this is unoriginal but it's true how many careers is Seth Rollins going to end? I have no idea. Like, this is his worst gimmick, though, by far. He's ended Sting's. He's ended... He's ended Becky's now. Like, like he's just... He's on a roll, man. Alright. Um, yeah, so... This is... The one good thing that comes out of this is Becky was champion for forever and was starting to get kind of stale. And they positioned Asuka to become the champion. So that was really good news. And then Money in the Bank was on Sunday. And Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio died. They were thrown off the building by Corbin. And then but they were no, again. no, they didn't die. There was a second roof. <laughs> there was a second roof on the other roof. So they should didn't have die. had such a loud thud, though, if they were just falling like six feet. Like, we'd barely hear it if you fall six feet. But it was like a. I don't know if that yeah. came through on the mic. I'm pretty sure it was just like a crash pad or something, though. No, yeah, it was probably a crash pad, but I don't. I I guess, but like, it was so stupid. I don't know. And they blew the Otis ladder spot. I don't know. What do you think of Otis on my in the bank? My opinion is poor Tucker, because apparently on SmackDown, Otis said that Tucker is injured. So are they just like writing off Tucker? Here's here's my thing. I. I, Otis does not, is not world championship material. Not right now, at least. But, 
also think that him having the money in the bank contract, it's it's very likely that he'll probably cash it in for the tag titles. At least that's what I'm hoping. Because mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to have Otis be world champion. And I know if it is for the if if it is a world championship championship cash in that he's going to do, he is going to win because Vince yeah. is like Vince drools over Otis. He he is better than Braun. I'll say that. And I like him. It's just I feel, bad. I feel like it would have been better if like they just had won the tag titles together a couple months ago. Because like Tucker is a really good worker, and he was an XE for a long time, just mediocre. Then he clicked, and I feel really bad for him because he worked really hard to get where he is. And now that he's just kind of being pushed aside, just because Otis is bigger than him and Vince laughs more about him, is really sad to me. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just bored of Tucker because he's like on the sidelines. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. I'm hoping they're doing a tag cashing. Um. And and some sad news though. Um, unfortunately, Vanguard One has passed away. Oh, I. So, what's the name of the new bat, Freddy? What? I think it was Freddy. Yeah. So, are we gonna get Vanguard Two? We better give Vanguard Two. I hope that. Did I you know, wasn't... Vanguard One was actually a satellite sent out by NASA. Yeah, I know that. Um, I hope that wasn't the real Vanguard One drone. You know what I mean? Because, like, that'd be too heartbreaking if they actually murdered the drone that, like, has been with us since, like, what, 2015, probably? Like, yeah. what was the final deletion? Let me look up that. Well, it, it was, it's said active for three years, so, 2017. Yeah, we've had Vanguard 1 for, like, three years, basically four with, like, the build-up to stuff. Uh. So... There was a Vanguard, a real Vanguard 2, so that means a possibility of Vanguard 2. Yeah. I like how the inner circle, like, Jericho got a bat over, and by the way, the threat of Pineapple Pete has been vanquished. That was so good. Yeah. My idea is that I'm pretty sure Guevara beat Pineapple Pete at the old tapings, and Jericho's beat Pineapple Pete. I think every single member of the inner circle should beat Pineapple Pete to boost their, like, their um records like so they can go up in the rankings yeah because it made sense that proud powerful had to do the job to um hardy and omega especially given that i thought hardy and omega would beat jericho and guevara but they really do want to keep jericho's record up which i am totally behind but um proud powerful yeah. are just one win over um actually let me pull up the rankings just to be sure i'm pretty sure they're only one win in the green now order 500 and like I guess that's fine because they were gone for a while, but that is unacceptable. So giving each of them a singles win is actually nice too because they have those singles losses to Moxley. And they're both so good that like they could break them out like in singles matches if they needed to. So I feel like them yeah. and Hagar, Hagar to get some heat back after losing to Moxley, just like quick matches with Pineapple Pete for all of them would be great. And sign Pineapple Pete because indie wrestlers need bookings right now because there's basically no more indie wrestling. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna look at the rankings. Also, I I wanna I wanna give I wanna give a slow hand clap for that fatal four way match uh, for the number one contendership. I thought that was a really good match. Um, I'm I'm I I have a little bit of a a controversial thought on 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 Sheeta. Okay, let me hear it. I like. 
I like her. I like like she's really good. She's really good. But she doesn't really have like a gimmick. She's just kind of like I'm Cheetah. That is fair. It's like she's basically over from being like an excellent worker. Yeah, which I guess is enough. But like, I don't know. She just she doesn't have. Well, also it doesn't help that she probably doesn't speak English. No, her but... English was. Do you see the clip with her and Nyla? Lots of people didn't like that kendo stick thing, and I thought the shot was a little bit slow, but I actually really liked it. So, that, that I guess that's my thing with Sheeta. Like, yes, she's really good, and she deserves what she's getting. But at the same time, she's just kind of there. She's just like, yeah, I'm Sheeta. She doesn't really talk a lot. Yeah. And it's just like, well, okay, that that's her. At least with Chris Statlander, she has, like, the alien thing. Oh, Dr. I hate Chris Statlander. No, I don't want to hear it. I hope Britt Baker just, like, puts Chris Allard in the lock, John squashes her on the pay-per-view. I like Chris. I like Chris Allard. I do not like Chris Allard. She's, she's not, she's definitely, like, at least not right now, not AEW Women's Champion material, but I definitely like Chris Allard. Alright, so these are the, um, these are the singles rankings for 2020. Mox is 10-0, he's a champion. Cody's ranked number one, 9-1. Archer's number two, 5-0. Kenny is number three, four and zero. Brody Lee is number four, four and zero, and Darby is number five, five and three. I think the one major issue of this is that they have to get Jericho on here, and I honestly think like his ranking is good, but given that Kenny is like basically integrated into the stadium stampede that they're gonna do, Blood and Guts once there's crowds again, because I think there's gonna, I think Blood and Guts was supposed to be like the start of like the Air Circle Elite matches. I think that'll probably be like the final one. Because someday Guevara will have to turn on Jericho and take control of the inner circle. But um, I think that they can knock Kenny off the top five rankings, even though he's probably always been there. Or just yeah. after Brody loses to Mox, they have to get Jericho back on there because it's just unacceptable to me. But outside of that, I think it's good to have either like always a Darby or a Sammy on there to show that like they have some young, completely self-made guys there. Um, Women's Vision... Nyla is 5-1 the champ. She is 7-1 number contender. Stat- All right, this is where we get into some trouble territory. Chris Statlander is number two at 3-3, free free, where Britt Baker is 4-3 and, and is ranked number three. Shouldn't Britt be above her? Yeah, that's true. And then if you get into it even more, Statlander's overall record is 7-8, and eight, and Britt's overall record is 12-7. and seven. So Britt has an overall winning record and a yearly winning record where... Chris is 500 this year, and she's losing overall, so that is an issue. Then this is just disgusting. I love Yuka, but she's won one this year and won four overall, and she's ranked number four, which is just insane. And Riho's free and free this year, okay, but she's number five, but her overall record is still like 11 and six, so I don't get why Riho isn't higher up, and I don't get why Statlander and Yuka are so high up. It should be like number one, I don't, two I don't think, I, I, I think it's not like oh, these people win more, so they get higher up. I think it's just more of, like, these are the people who are, like, more over, so we're putting them higher up. Yeah, well, the tag team division is actually quite accurate. So you have Hing- Kenny and Hangman, who are 6-0 and this year. They're champions. Then Dark Horse, 5-0 and this year. And I want to say they're 9-2 and overall, and Grayson's 9-3 because he lost to Daniels in a singles match. They don't have individual rankings for each person and pass rankings for the tag teams. Best friends are six and three. That's from the taping, so they're gonna push. Bucks are two and two, and I do not think this factors in 
this last week of tag matches because I'm pretty sure there's seven free now. So I think this is from t Monday or Tuesday this last week. So um, you can add a loss to Jurassic Express and a win to the best friends. And this was pre-dark, and the Jurassic Express beat someone on dark. Okay, so now Jurassic Express is three and one this year. They're number four. Books are two and two this year, number three, but their records are overall. And private parties can gain wins on dark, so they're three and one. So the tag team division is pretty balanced, but um, yeah, they need to fix those wins division rankings, and they have to get Jericho back up in the top five. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I haven't seen SmackDown. Oh, I don't even watch it anymore. Yeah, I don't either. It's kind of, SmackDown's kind of like the F show. Yeah. I think, I think ever since Braun became champion, it's kind of like, well, it's just yeah, that. I guess, I guess SmackDown is just like, it's just, not, it's mediocre. Yeah, probably. Here, I want to try something. Um, so further news on coronavirus, more places reopening, rates are going up a bit, to be expected. Bar bars reopened, didn't they? Um, in Wisconsin they did. So what happened is there's a Democratic governor, but the Supreme Court there, like for the state of Wisconsin and the legislature are Republican majorities. And the Democrat wanted to keep everything shut down, but he got overruled and they opened up bars. But then the bars disobeyed like basic social distancing. So instead of taping off every other table and requiring mask wearing, they just like completely reopened, like everything was normal. So I think that's a bit rough because people should have been wearing masks. So I feel like I'm kind of to the point where every, like no sporting events with fans, no concerts with fans, but like restaurants and stuff should be able to be open as long as like they're cordoning off the tables where it's like table empty empty table like just everything like should be slowly reopening with restriction with restrictions where are you on that i mean i i disagree i know i know people want to go outside and people want to you know do things but this is this isn't gonna thing isn't gonna go away if we keep going outside like yes we're wearing masks and yes we're social distancing but that doesn't kill the disease no i know but it's like i feel like we're gonna come to a point where what what are we waiting for is my question because like we might never get a vaccine and if we do there's there, there's gonna it's be so gonna many be people completely effective, yeah so it's like it, i'm just worried that what are we waiting for, one? And two, when is it that, okay, like, when are we have the data, like, is this really pretty much fine for us kids, or is this thing in New York, like, this inflammatory disease, is that really bad? Like, when is, when are more people going to die and more lives going to be ruined from, like, staying inside for forever and lots of lower-class people losing jobs compared to when... Is it going to be worth it because we're saving more lives by staying inside? I'm just feeling like it, we're not getting enough data either way to like make that decision of when do we need to go outside again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping. I, mean, that, I don't know. I don't know. 
I just I just want this thing to go away because I'm 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 sick of just being inside. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, one in five unemployment's really tough, but also like we're gonna be looking at over a hundred thousand deaths soon. It's. I don't know. I really want... I feel like the news has been so skewed to political priors. I really just want to know, like, what is... What are my specific chances of dying from this so I can make my decision? Is it worth a certain amount of risk for me because it's a very small risk? Or should I be staying inside for forever? Well, you you have asthma, so you're more prone to the disease. Yeah, so I'm theoretically more prone to people, but it's like, well... I have one asthma attack a year, so how is that? Like, I want to know, like, I know the average, like, 20-year-old right now, no pre-existing conditions, it's, like, 2 in 10,000. So it's like, okay, those people should probably be going out as long as they just stay away from, like, old age homes and stuff because, like, almost none of them are going to die. But for me, because I have minor asthma, does that raise me up to, like, a 4 out of 10,000? Or am I, like, a 500 out of 10,000? Because that makes a difference to you. Am I pushing to go back to school in the fall, or am I just going to hunker down for forever? So I really just, I really just, um, I don't know. It's very worrisome to me from both an economic and a health standpoint, and I'm just hoping that we get more information soon. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, did you hear on uh, on Mother's Day, um, like all the red lobsters in the country were like packed. They had like red lobster on Mother's Day had like the most orders in one day than it has in its history. Really? Yeah. And then there was this video that went viral with this one lady. She started like assaulting customers because she was angry that she wasn't getting her food on time. <laughs> and they had a like. She smacked one of the employees, and then he smacked her back, and she was like, I was assaulted, and it's on camera. And then everyone was like, you hit him first. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you think about the insider trading and the Rick Bright thing? I'm sorry, what'd you say? Um. The insider trading, inside of, I know it's been a story for a while, but there's new evidence coming to light. It was like, it was an old Republican guy... And then, like, a Democratic woman, I think, did, like, insider trading. Insider, uh, oh, with, uh, what was it, Senator Richard? Yeah, there was that guy, and he sold everything. Then there was this some way, I think, let me look it up. But I'm pretty sure there was this Democratic lady, and she sold, like, all of her stock, and then invested all of that money back into, like, a Zoom competitor. Let me... Um, yeah, Richard Burr. So he's the corrupt one. Oh, yeah. So he wasn't, he wasn't charged with anything? Um, well, they're looking into him. Republican Senator Richard Burr said to me among this, have been contacted by the FBI. He's 64. He denied wrongdoing. They, um, they seized his phone, the FBI, to look into his messages. And then Kelly Lawhorn, I think she's a Democrat. Let me check. Uh, Kelly Lawhor. Um, she is from Georgia. I want to see.
Um, no, I don't need your ad. Go away. Um, okay, so this was, she was also Republican. U.S. Senator Kelly Loeffer, Republican Georgia. She turned over personal documents. So she might not be guilty because it was inside of like a fund. So maybe there are people inside of the fund that made moves of her than her. But Richard Burr definitely seems guilty. So that's that. And then, um, all right, sorry about that. We're back. We had um, technical difficulties. There was a system overload. overload. So um, Rick Bright is the guy who is, he was one of the main pushbackers against hydroxychloroquine. And he is talking about how he's pushed out. But um, there is a possibility that he was already moved because there's some internal documents that he people inside of his apartment were saying he showed poor leadership and that he was pissing off some superiors, but we don't know for sure. So um, we'll kind of have to wait and see how it shows up. But one bad thing for his case is um, he testified to Anna Issues Committee. I probably butchered that pronunciation. And a company in her district got $110 million from an agency he ran. So it seems like there might be a bit of pandering there, not necessarily corruption, but um, but he says that he was improperly removed by the Trump administration because he ran BARDA. So he testified in the House subcommittee there, and now it's led by that lady. So I just want to wait and see. He definitely seems like he's on the right side of the science because he was having some pushback against hydroxychloroquine, but... I don't know. It looks like he might be a little bit um, corrupt by testifying to Senators. He's basically funded. <sighs> we, live in, we live in a world, man. Politics are just a mess. Hold on. I, I like. Oh, sorry. I thought we had lost you for a second. My dog, my dog just barked at herself in the reflection of our door. Hmm. I feel like I wish we could just get rid of all politicians and just restart. Because I just, politics are a mess. I also like how like, like over two hundred years ago, when George Washington made his resignation, and he's like, "Hey, don't make party," and then the next year they're like. Hey, we should make party. Alright, so, um... <laughs> so, we all know Trump. He's making his constant mistakes about the science behind coronavirus. And we all know Joe Biden. He has some gaffes. And Joe Biden had a great gaffe this next week. He was on a... Basically, a town hall on NBC. And he tried to talk to a pre-recorded question. So, the guy was like, Alright, we have a... We have a question that was sent in by someone, and it plays, and I'll play a clip in it. They're basically like, hi, Joe. Thanks for thanks for um, answering our questions here. He answers his question, and then Joe Biden tries to start a conversation with the person. So um, let me play that clip right now. <laughs> wait, wait. He tried starting conversation with a pre-recorded interview? Let's listen to this. Okay. Hi, Vice President Biden. My name is Navid. I am from San Mateo, California. And thank you so much for allowing me to participate in this town hall with you. That's amazing. This first question 
he's like, he's like, hi, vice president Biden, and he's still talking. And Joe Biden tries to go like hi and interrupt. <laughs> All right, let's watch it one more time. Vice president's from a voter in California. Let's listen to this. Okay. Hi, vice president Biden. My name is Navid. Hi. I am from San Mateo, California, and thank you so much for allowing me to participate in this town hall with you. I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> so right now we have the debate we have here are our two main presidential candidates and one of them's gonna be president i can't believe it we have basically we have trump who will take care of the economy but it's mostly botched coronavirus he did a few good things like the travel bans but his white house press briefings have been pretty bad and he's refused to wear a mask so there's kind of like some good, some bad there. Then we have Joe Biden who will basically handle coronavirus like very st- – well, he's not – when you vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for his VP. We don't know who it's going to be. And the issue with Joe Biden is where you basically have our first like dead president. But the one positive is if he picks a good VP, someone like Klobuchar, then great. But if he picks a bad – VP, someone like Elizabeth Warren, then we basically end up with a socialist president. So I think that's kind of the debate in this presidential. Like, I know everyone saw Hillary and Trump as like the lesser of two evils, but this is like almost as bad, if not as bad. All right. Um, I don't know, I don't I, know what else, what else there is to say in this world, man. Yeah. It's, a lot. it's such a mess. Not going on. Um, I have a let's just watch some super cuts of Joe Biden gaffes to make ourselves feel better. All right, um, let me get this first one played. Why, 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 yeah. That's the best one. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. Television, the, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board. I'll come up and drag you off. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. <laughs> That's my favorite one. The go, you know the thing. All right, so um, do we have any other news this week? I'm trying to think. Oh, the last dance ends this week. I, I've been I've been watching that a little bit. It's pretty been, good. I don't I don't have as much as a connection as my parents do, uh, with basketball in the '90s, but I think it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, so AW's casino wire match. They said Frankie Kazarian. 
So the entire group now is it's for double or nothing. So it's really cool because it's like a Royal Rumble, and I think they'll actually hold to the timing, but it's a wire match, except it can be won at any time. So um, the competitors are Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Phoenix, and then Kazarian and Scorpio Sky and Kip Sabian. So I think this is a really strong group. They'll use it to get a lot of new guys over, and it should be like a fantastic match. But um, I don't see any of these guys winning, so we'll have to see who they announce. I was thinking that they would put like Jericho or Guevara in it to win. But um, those guys are going to be in the stadium stampede, which should be fun. So the whole card now is Moxley defending against Brody Lee. Cody and Lance Archer with Mike Tyson presenting the belt. By the way, how'd they get Mike Tyson to present the belt? Uh, I saw that, I, I saw that, um, like an article earlier today where, like, Tony Khan is, like, good friends with Mike Tyson from, like, his past or something like of that. Of course he is. Alright, um, Nyla Rose is fighting against Sheila in the no DQ, no count out. It's the elite, and this rendition is because Cody's busy. It's Omega and Hangman. Hangman is finally coming back. The Bucks. I hope he actually, it kind of ruins his gimmick because, like, even when there are fans again, like, it still won't be very palatable to, like, drink fans' beers. So they have to have, yeah. like, some wrestlers in the crowd to, like, give him beers or, like, he can come out with his own beers now because they have to figure yeah. out a way for him to keep that gimmick going. But, um, so it's the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman, which would be an interesting dynamic. And Matt Hardy versus the Inner Circle. So, do you think that like Kenny turns on Hangman in this match and costs him the match? Um, I mean, I don't. I I would think so, because if he's coming, well, hmm. I would wait for a bit of dissension if it was me, because then the revolt can like. I think how it should be his next yeah. review. That's what I was just thinking. They, they, they could so, do like, a huge TV match of the revolt being the Bucks. And then the next pay-per-view, then that could be the turn which leads to revolts win the title. I would just do dissension here and then, like, have Hangman or Kenny get pinned because one of them messed up. Like, everyone's slowly getting laid out, but no one's really getting pinned. So it's like, oh, Santana just died. Oh, Matt Hardy just died. And it comes down to, like, Kenny and Hangman against, like, say, way sex gods. And Penny or Hangman, like, messes up and then Nero gets pinned. That could start the dissension because I think it was originally for Hangman to turn heel on them. But I think now it's kind of better if Kenny turns heel on Hangman because Hangman is so hot right now. Then um, Casino Wire match, Rip Baker, Chris Statlander, MGF Jungle Boy, and then the more contender match of Private Party versus the Best Friends. That's on the pre-show. But I love Best Friends. Yeah. I I'm, I am I can say though, I get like it was supposedly like kind of a rib on WWE. For shortening the names, but I'm getting tired of just him being called Trent. <laughs> I, I actually love it because it's just a one-time thing, and I think it's just hilarious. I don't like it. It, it. it doesn't sound right. He's always been Trent Beretta. Well, he's been Trent Question before, too, and it's funny because he wears a lot of gear still that says, like, Question or Beretta on it. Like, it has question marks and says Beretta. <laughs> so it's just funny to me. Oh, by the way, can we put over to Awful Waffle as, like, the greatest move of all time? The awful waffle, yeah. I he drops people like right, like they post their shoulders, but he drops people right on their heads from the look of it. It's so good. <laughs> I think I think the name makes it so much better. What? I think the name just makes it so much better. I know. I first saw it and I was like, oh, awful waffle, that's awesome. Because I think they hit on like they they weren't really doing it in AW as far as I remember until like they beat Knock and Kenny. 
But um, yeah. Then like they did the one on the chairs to Havoc, and I'm like, of course Havoc takes an awful, awful on a chair. But it was awesome. And then I thought like Jungle Boy was going over, but um, I think it was kind of cool that MGF cost him to match because Jungle Boy is like the most over guy in the company to have a horrible record. So I feel like for MGF to kind of contribute to that for Heat going into a match that he's gonna win. So, do you think that um, when they eventually do MJF and Moxley, do you think they're going to hold that off till there's fans? Or do you think that MJF will beat Moxley on Empty Arena Show for the title? Or do you think that they'll um, just let MJF lose being undefeated? I am... Um, I don't see MJF beating Mox. But I do see MJF being AEW World Champion. I, well, I feel like there's a debate between do you want MJF to be undefeated for a couple years because he was definitely on the way to Mox, or do you want Mox oh, to have like, there goes Bruce. <laughs> or do you want Mox to have a huge title reign that lasts for a couple years? Hold on, we got we gotta wait because you're not you're not gonna be able to hear anything. Yeah. Press, press. Come here. Um, I would say have have MJF be undefeated for at at minimum maybe another year. Yeah, it's just tough though because like the way the rankings work, like if he's gonna get he's either not wrestling all that often, or someone else is wrestling and wing on like every show, or it's like he kind of has to get the title match. I guess he could win like the TNT title if Cody wins it or something, but I really feel like I also want like Mox to just go undefeated for forever. And then lose to like a Darby or a Sammy, which is kind of like a self-made guy for the company, because like they were no in other places, but not like to a mainstream audience. But yeah. there's also the debate of like, well, it'd be kind of cool for MGF to be the first guy to do that, and for him to just kind of end this Moxley title reign before it really gets started is like, because like they have potential to have like one of the biggest title reigns of all time with Mox just being super dominant for forever. Here's here's my thing though. Who, who do you see, other than Mox, Jericho, MGF, and Cody, winning the world title? Kenny, Hangman, Guevara, if he turns on Jericho, next time Jericho's champion, Darby. Yeah, but that, no, that's not going to happen for a while. Yeah, I, I think it's really important that MGF gets it sometime in the next three years. And I think that Jericho should get at least one more time, like, starting to turn babyface. And I think it's important that Guevara turns on Jericho and beats Jericho for it. And then I feel like Darby, okay. and, Sam- Darby and Sammy will each have it a couple times, just winning, like losing it and winning it from each other. Here's what I think. Uh, Kenny turns on Hangman. They feud for a while. Mox keeps the title for, uh, for a while. Um, after Kenny and Hangman's feud is kind of fizzled out, They'll have to reunite at some point. That's, like, the one thing about that feud. Yeah. But eventually, I think Kenny will end up beating Mox for the title. Yeah. And then... And then... Maybe then our MJF could beat Kenny. Kenny is easy booking. I do see... I think it would be cool to have Kenny beat Mox, like, a year and a half from now. After turning face again. Or to have Hangman beat Mox... Kenny or Hangman beat Mox, then MJF to beat, maybe Hangman actually because he's fresher, but um, then have like MJF beat Hangman or Kenny who has the title, 
and then from there you could have Ivor Hingmeyer, Kenny, whichever one didn't win, win it, have a nice long reign, and then I would have Jericho come back because he's like 48 now when he's like 52, push him like still near a circle, like he's not really using them as much, like he's kind of a face, and then he can win the title and like the huge like last run thing, and then like night of like Guevara can turn on him with the entire inner circle, and that could lead to a really cool feud. That would be like Guevara's first title reign. And then you can, like, start putting in all the new, new new guys, like Guevara, Allen, Jungle Boy. Like, that'd be the time to do it. Yeah, so, well, here's my thing. Who who would be more ideal to win the TNT title? Well, I think that's, like, basically for... That's Cody's belt, given that he can't win the world title. And I think you can put guys like Archer in it. I mean, it's not going to be, like, worth less than, but I still think it's definitely a stepping stone. Like, I don't see it main eventing pay-per-views just because I feel like the AW World title is a bit more prestigious given that, like, Jericho is the first champion. But, um, we'll see. I think that'd be a good stepping stone. Kind of like, okay, Jungle Boy, we're not going to make you world champion. Here's this title that we're treating the same level in the rankings, but it's not, like, the belt yet. So it's like, it doesn't have the same yeah. prestige, but it theoretically has the same value. And I think it's a really good way to do a stepping snow of like, oh, we don't want Jungle Boy as world champion, but it's like, we're fine with him as this. And then through a couple of pay-per-views going on second or third to last, then you fully start to see like, oh, this Jungle Boy, he could be world champion. I wouldn't mind him main eventing. So I think that's kind of the way to do it. It's kind of a way to introduce Archer as a monster and either have him win a title or be second in a title tournament right away. Without getting go away heat of like, well, we don't want Archer beating Moxley or going toe to toe of Moxley on a six match in. <laughs> no. But, well, because I bring that up because I say, going back to my Kenny beating Mox thing, I say, I say that. I'm sorry. What? What? Oh, okay. My mother's asking to speak. Um, going back to my Kenny beating Mox thing, when the Kenny and Hangman thing comes to an end and their feud comes to an end, I say you put Hangman in the TNT title picture and have him have like a winning streak with that for a little while just to kind of put him over because he'll probably end up losing the if and when they have like a feud between Kenny and Hangman, I'd say it'd be most ideal to have Kenny win that rivalry. I would actually so have that Hangman could put him over for the title picture. Especially if Hangman's the face, I would have Hangman win just because he is younger. I feel like having Hangman win as a face. If Kenny's the face, yeah, you could have Kenny win. But I feel like if Hangman's face, Hangman has to win. And I think it's fine if he goes to the TNT title, but I think he should. Um, I think. There's an argument that he was in the first hour match. His first title should be the world title, but he could win the TNT title as a stepping stone. But I think it would be really cool to have, whether it's like Kenny with World or Kenny with TNT, have both of them like right after coming out of their feud and reuniting, being like each of the singles champions. I think that could be a really cool thing to have. Yeah. All right. Well, we fantasy booked for like 10 minutes now. Um, so, any other news this week? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like it feels like every week we have less and less to talk about. Yeah, well, that's kind of how it is because there was 
less and less to talk about just being stuck at home all day um oh i think we should i don't know i don't know if you heard about this but we uh i'm not gonna say her name just for the here say it off air if you want the respect of her family but uh, someone we know who we went to school with last year, her dad passed away from coronavirus. Yeah. I don't know. That's really um, sad. And my grandma used to work with him um, uh. a couple of years ago. So when she found out, she was really sad. But yeah, I don't know. This virus is, yeah. this virus is doing bad things. It's got to yeah. go. Stay inside. Wear your masks. I just hope we can figure out, like, what's the best way to keep people safe without staying inside for forever. And I hope we get a therapeutic, just get something, because the vaccine doesn't look like it's going to be here for a while. I say I say we all just wear hazmat. I, I think, actually, because, like, Pelosi's putting, like, funding for Planned Parenthood into the stimulus bills. I don't understand why, like, some of the stimulus money, instead of, like, funding abortions, which is non-related, we could, like print like one mask like that's high quality for every american and just hand them out because what if every single person wear a mask and we just like taped off tables of things and like taped off every other cubicle we could go back to like a semi form of normal because the key thing is just making sure that we don't overwhelm the hospital system because there's some people that are just like sadly going to die from this no matter what and it just comes to like can we figure out who those people are so they can stay home till we have some sort of cure vaccine? And then everyone else that's just going to get like medium sick from it. Like if we can like figure out the best way to keep them separated. I don't know. We need more masks. That's the key. Also, we need, we need the masks and um, our face guards because a lot of people just have the misconception of, Oh, if I wear this mask, this thin cotton mask, I'll be fine. Yeah. If, if I, I saw I saw a TikTok, I know TikTok. I saw a TikTok yesterday, where it was like, it was joking, but it was kind of true. Where it's like, if a fart can get through two cheeks, your underwear and your jeans, what makes you think a thin cotton mask is gonna protect you from coronavirus? Yeah. I don't know. Which I mean... is it's true because it's it's just a thing. Oh, I don't know. I think. I don't think the U.S. is taking the precautions it needs to, but also at the same token, there's just so many people that are eager to go out back outside yeah. and go back to work. It's like a mix between when do where are we underprotecting, where are we overprotecting, and now I'm gonna go into like a big like federalist rant, but it's like this is why we need to have the states taking control because Montana can open before New York, and that's just like a fact. So this whole government thing of like. Oh, New York is shut down. Like, oh, yeah, shut New York down, is done. Shut down. No, but I'm just saying it's like the whole government, like, one size fits all. Like, we have to have each state react to it differently because Montana will be, like, their population density is just way less than New York. So they, they shouldn't have to wait as long as New York is going to have to wait. But um, it's really important that we find a middle ground between what is the best way to keep people safe and what is the best way to not wreck the economy so much that the government's basically printing money yeah all right um so that's kind of a depressing note to end on pretty much but um it's just kind of the world we live in we all have to make these decisions everyone wear your masks when you go out try to be safe hopefully we'll be able to go back to work in school sooner rather than later uh thank you oh oh we gotta 
<laughs> Sorry. You ruined my outro. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta think of of tiers we can do, like tier lists. Oh yeah, we can. If all... you have suggestions, put them, put them in the reviews. Yeah. Um. Or or comment on this. We ate some delicious Menards food last week. Oh, we f- keep forgetting to plug it. Um, Josh and Ethan Pod on Instagram. You'll see both of us in the description. Go follow Both that. You'll have updates on whenever there's a I'm, new podcast. I'm episode. private, so if I don't know who you are, there's a chance I won't accept you. As long as you don't like a bot, you don't you don't look like a bot. I'll probably accept your follow. See, I probably just want followers because I'm have to become like. I was gonna just try to do music like on like, just be like a normal musician, but I think I'm gonna become like a poor Instagram musician that buys like those ads on Instagram stories, now because um, yeah. You guys should download Best Fiends. Yeah. All right. So, um, follow the pod Instagram. And yeah, thanks for listening to the Josh and Ethan show.